Hi! In this video, I'm going to share with you my very own story of what it is like to experience getting myself diagnosed firsthand with the metabolic syndrome and thereafter successfully trimming myself from being overweight by losing a total of 20 pounds within two months back to my normal BMI of around 22 to 23. This is part of my advocacy to help educate the public in general about metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance. Watch this video, press the like button, and share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to my Low Carb Health Doctor channel. Well, ever since I was young, I was made to believe that a healthy diet consists of a lot of vegetables and fruits, and that it also means avoiding red meat and all other meat products. Those things were essentially the stuff that were taught to us in elementary as well as in high school. And those beliefs were further reinforced when I got into college and I entered medical school. Ever since my late high school and early college years, I was really very particular with my diet because my father had his first heart attack when I was in high school. And I thought that it was all because he was eating a lot of foods, especially fatty foods. So from that time henceforth, I was eating more of uh, vegetables and fruits and together with carbohydrate-rich grains like rice, and I was avoiding red meat and fats. Still remember the dietary pyramid? I think the U.S. Department of Agriculture was among the first to popularize that. Carbohydrates and grains were at the bottom, which consists of about 60% uh, of the total caloric intake, while meats like pork, beef were at the top. That is uh, consistent with what is called the standard American diet or even here in the Philippines, perhaps the standard Filipino diet, which is provided by the Food and Nutrition Research Institute or the FNRI, the Department of Science and Technology. Well, that was precisely what I did my best to follow. In medical school, especially during our laboratory sessions in anatomy and physiology, or pathology rather, I had the privilege of uh, seeing with my very own eyes how arteries that got obstructed with atherosclerotic plaques look like. I saw how a heart got damaged due to myocardial infarction or what is uh, commonly called a heart attack. Furthermore, during my neurology residency, we, we often had sessions for brain cutting. You know, when a uh, patient at the university hospital got autopsied and the uh, brain is removed from the skull. We neurology residents usually get that brain for anatomy and pathology studies. And in those brain cutting sessions, I saw blood vessels in the brain that got obstructed again due to atherosclerosis, thereby leading to this kind of stroke called ischemic stroke. Well, I thought all those atherosclerotic plaques were deposited mainly because of a high-fat diet 
And thus, I got very averse to fats. This aversion to fats was all the more cemented in my subconscious when my very own father passed away during my early years in neurology residency due to a massive heart attack. I thought it was all due to him eating a lot of fats. Damn, I really, I really hated fatty foods that much. Here in the Philippines, we have this roasted pig or roasted pork delicacy called lechon. It's supposed to be very delicious and many indeed love it, but God, I avoided it like the plague. Uh, sometime in my 30s, I noticed that I was slowly gaining weight and my waistline was gradually getting bigger and bigger and that was evident because my old trousers and uh, shirts were getting t tighter and tighter and this occurred despite my almost obsessive attention towards avoiding red meat and fatty foods in my diet that was the time when social media started gaining prominence with apps like uh, friendster myspace and then later on facebook and you get updated with your friends through photos they post in their timelines. And when I was looking at those photos of my high school and college friends and batchmates, I saw that it seems like many of them were also going through the same phenomenon as mine. Their waistlines were also getting bigger and bigger. And a lot of them were getting chubbier and chubbier. In medical parlance, it's called abdominal obesity. And then I thought, well, it should probably be a natural thing because it's not just me who has it. A lot of my peers also have it, so it probably does happen normally with age, especially middle age. A few years back, I was at the clinic of a medical colleague and out of the blue, I asked her to take my blood pressure reading. She used this uh, digital BP monitor and what came out really took me by surprise. It was something like 140 systolic over 90 diastolic. Of course, I'm familiar with the JNC criteria for hypertension. So that effectively placed me at the level of hypertension stage one. To my great disbelief, I asked, am I really hypertensive? I guess I was into some sort of denial for I had the audacity to tell that colleague of mine that the sensor of her digital BP apparatus probably was defective. So she offered to retake my blood pressure reading using a manual manometer. Yet, despite that, my BP readings were still the same, 140 over 90. At that time, I was advised by a cardiologist friend to control my diet and to perhaps start a low-dose antihypertensive medication. What the heck? I really didn't want to start any meds at that time, so I just continued observing my blood pressure which every now and then at that time was still hitting 140 over 90. And since I was really serious into keeping myself healthy, I began monitoring my blood 
chemistry tests on a kind of a regular basis every 6 to 12 months. Through all those years, I've been doing my best to stick to a diet of mostly vegetable, fish, and chicken. And that is called the Pesci-Polotarian diet. And with great discipline at that. I ate eggs, but I avoided the yolk. And as I said, I avoided red meat. Yet it came as a big surprise indeed for me to find out that most of my blood chemistry tests I had, they came back with abnormal results. My triglycerides were way high. Uh, my uric acid went up and consistently my fasting blood sugar values were within the borderline zone. And that which we physicians acknowledge as having pre-diabetes or uh, this thing called impaired fasting glucose. What, what did I do wrong? I asked myself. Somebody once told me that perhaps it's because I like peanuts and that's probably the reason why my uric acid went up. I knew what I learned in med school and in my residency training and I remembered them well, but just to verify farther, I also asked my colleagues who are known specialists in cardiology and endocrinology about my blood test results and the most common response I got from them was that probably I had familial hyperlipidemia or perhaps even familial hyperuricemia. <laughs> and all other things familial to explain it. A number of them did recommend as what guidelines would say that I should already be starting myself on medications to control my hypertension, my high cholesterol as well as my elevated uric acid levels. So one day I looked again at metabolic syndrome. The metabolic syndrome is a you know, a cluster of disease conditions that significantly increases uh, our chances of developing heart disease, stroke, and uh, type 2 diabetes. It has a diagnostic criteria as developed by certain medical organizations like the International Diabetes Federation, as well as the American Heart Association and the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute of the U.S. And it was all there staring back at me. I think at that time I had something like three or four out of five of those criteria listed. My FBS was more than 100 milligrams per DL. My BP was going up. My serum triglycerides were quite high. And there was an instance that my HDL, the, that which uh, literature says is the good cholesterol, was on the low side. Uh, well, that's already four out of five. I thought, I guess I did have metabolic syndrome and that's based on published criteria. Am I satisfied with just accepting it as my fate? I ask myself, am I okay with it? That I have metabolic syndrome and the verdict would be for me to be taking those medications already as so-called maintenance for my Entire lifetime, Losartan, Atervastatin, Metformin, perhaps for a start, and for the impaired glucose, 
Fibroxostat or allopurinol for my elevated uric acid. For me, that looked grim, <laughs> very grim, and that led me into greater curiosity. For all those diseases that you know, I was on the verge of having, or if I really have to stick to diagnostic criteria, which we physicians usually follow, then I probably already had them. Aside from what I already know, I began reading a whole lot more about all those conditions I was having and oh boy, I did learn a lot. Like this video and share it with your friends to spread the message. Subscribe to my Low Carb Health Doctor channel and hit that notification bell to be updated of my upcoming videos. If you have any questions, leave them below. And if you have any particular topic in mind that you would like me to make a video about, leave your suggestions below. Do subscribe also to my other channel, Neurolux. The link is in the end screen. See you all.